0: Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News
1: Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again.
2: If you were listening to Breakfast here earlier this morning, you will have heard the discussion around breastfeeding. And our breastfeeding rates in this country are amongst the lowest in the world, with only just over half of mums reporting any um, breastfeeding at discharge from hospital. And that too, including combination feeding. Uh, Sarah is with me on the line today. Sarah... Is Ireland a good place? Are we supportive um, in terms of breastfeeding and the resources that we offer?
3: Um, yeah, I suppose so. From, from my point of view, I didn't want to breastfeed. Um, but I felt as if I was forced to try and make that decision to breastfeed. Um, So every single um clinic that I went into or any appointment, it was always, why aren't you going to breastfeed? You know, here's all the information I would say constantly. I have all the information. I've just made the choice that I'm not going to do it. And that's the decision that I want to make. And I found it was it was very much you're being judged for not doing it. And I think, you know, once your baby's fed, it's no one else's concern which route you want to go down for you.
2: Why do you think that is? Why, like, in terms of the suppose, support, maybe, network that's been offered to people? Why do you feel there is that kind of judgment, Sarah?
3: Um, I, I don't know, I suppose, I know um, we're very much encouraging breastfeeding, if people want to do that, that's perfect for them, and there's a lot of women that feel like they're not supported when they do want to go down that route. Um, but for me, I find like it's it's more they're pushing an agenda now and it's just this mad desire to get everyone breastfeeding, but not considering anyone's personal choice in it. I, I was in an antenatal clinic and there was one woman put up her hand um, and asked, you know, could they recommend a formula? And she was very much told, you know, well, most people here actually want the best for their baby. So we would never recommend any formula. You know, and that, that was horrible for that woman to hear. You just feel like you're going, OK, you don't think I want the best for my baby. You know, that's a horrible thing to tell someone who's pregnant.
2: Mary is joining us as well, Sarah. Mary, what was your experience of breastfeeding? Hi, Andrea. How are uh, you? Good afternoon. Good.
1: My um, experience, Andrea, was a long time ago. So it was probably, you know, slightly different. And I feel very sorry for that girl who was told that. They are horrible things to be told. But um, we, I don't think we had the same pressure to breastfeed. Um, but I did choose to breastfeed. And uh, for me, it worked out very well. I was very, very lucky. Um, and I suppose I kind of wanted to ring up today because I wanted to make two points. One was that the, the experience of Feeding your child, whether it's be breastfeeding or formula, is kind of between the mother and the baby. And and I just feel for women today, don't feel pressures from outside. You know, make up your own mind. If you want to breastfeed and you can do it and it works out well for you, do it and feel good about yourself. And if you don't and it doesn't work out, your baby isn't going to starve. Everything's going to be fine. And at the end of the day, most babies grow up to be fine and strong and healthy. And just don't put the pressure on yourself. I'm saying this to all young women. And I really do want to make the point as well that, you know, social media, I think, makes things harder for women today. And don't judge yourself by other women. You do your best, whatever that is. And if it works out, great, breastfeeding. And if it doesn't, Mm. you know, just do your best.
2: Because that that's the, the point that's often made, isn't it, Mary? That, like, a, a lot of people will say, like, it just didn't work out right for them. Something they wanted to do, they felt the pressure to do it. They just couldn't, you know, it just, just didn't work in the way that they thought they would and, and therefore then they didn't breastfeed and that they subsequently then felt this pressure and felt judged then, you know, after that.
1: No, I, I think it's very important not to feel judged. I mean, look at what your body has done. Your body has given birth to this wonderful little baby. It's great if you can breastfeed and feed and that works out. But if it doesn't, your body has still done a fabulous job, you know. So take that on board and be happy with that. And, you know, work out the formula, whatever, if that works. And just, you know, congratulate yourself. And don't be comparing yourself to other women, Mm. you know. I really do feel that strongly. I think there's terrible pressure on young women today having their babies and to look beautiful immediately afterwards and have the nails done and all the rest of us. And, you know, no, take a little time off and you won't get this. You know, as somebody who gave birth kind of 30 years ago or so, it just all flies in. So try and enjoy it while it's happening, you know.
2: How does society view breastfeeding here, Mary?
1: Well, you know, it's funny. I think that's what prompted me to ring in this morning. I think Kira on the morning show was saying that, you know, she had some, you know, horrible experience her, Yeah. yeah. I, that's actually what prompted me to write in to text in because, you know, I'm actually older than Kira and it, it actually probably gave birth, you know, ten years before her. And I had no negative reactions at all. In fact, I'd say my the reactions I got was pretty positive. Which probably encouraged me to keep going, you know. Um And this thing about, somebody said something about they were told to, you know, go to the bathroom or to breastfeed whatever. I actually was told the opposite. (laughs) A funny story, I was back at work, my baby was 11 weeks, maternity leave wasn't what it was, what it is now back then. But I was back at work and I was actually um, expressing milk in the bathroom and I put it in the fridge in the staff room. I was a teacher and the principal happened to come in, a male came in and saw me putting the milk in the fridge. And he said, oh, what are you doing? And I said, oh, I don't think you really want to know. And he said, oh, maybe I don't, maybe I don't. But the next day, he very quietly and calmly came down to my classroom and he said he was talking to his wife the previous night and told her what had happened. And she said, that can't be taking place in a a bathroom. And she said, will you please tell her, Mary, to come down to our house which was nearby, you know, it was near the school, right. And she can do any expression she wants to do down there. I mean, that was lovely. You know?
2: Six so, six months yeah. ago this texter as well Mary says I had my daughter I found the delivery quite difficult and on discharge despite the best efforts our baby was 100% reliant on formula despite wanting to breastfeed I was referred to the HSC funded lactation consultant through the public health nurse thanks to her expertise baby was exclusively breastfed and putting back on the expected weight within 10 days the turnaround was only through the expertise and support of the consultant left alone I would have given up says this texter there's lots more too Mary coming in just talking talking about the pressure um yeah. on on people as well. Linda's with us too. Linda, what's your experience?
4: Hi yeah. How um, are you? So um yeah, I I was on to, uh, on to you a few months ago again when we were talking about the whole advertising ban, but um basically um like your first call it the lady you were speaking to before um, Sarah yeah, an, Yeah, Sarah's yeah, still with not, us. Oh sorry, yeah, the lady before that, but the experience um in the hospital is pretty much like you know, they're happy enough. I I chose to breastfeed, so that was fine. And um, they did try and help me the midwives in the in the hospital now, but their their actual experience with it um was pretty like they they aren't qualified lactation consultants most of them, and um I actually couldn't guess the first time my 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 son and I had um five weeks before the pandemic kind of started, and um. I couldn't get a lactation consultant to see me, and he wouldn't latch on. And then, um, they had to top him up because of his weight was dropping. So they topped him up with expressed breast milk now, um, from a bottle. But then that just made it harder for him to latch. And then similarly, I had my daughter during during COVID. There's um a year between them, and she was premature, so um she had to be tube fed initially. But then when I tried to breastfeed, um. There wasn't that support that they say there is in hospitals. Like there were, it wasn't like anyone, nobody was trying to encourage me to breastfeed her. They had given her express breast milk out of a bottle before. I wasn't, I should have been asked, but I wasn't asked. Um, could they give her a teeth? But I wasn't allowed in for longer than six hours. Um, to feed her the whole time, breastfeed her. So like that's a kind of a different issue because of COVID. But um. You know, if your baby has to stay in hospital for any reason, you're not allowed in at the minute for the whole time. So um, there was those issues. But yeah, um, we had to, when she came home from hospital, I did try to exclusively breastfeed instead of pumping. But um, I had to hire my own private lactation consultants both times because um, I wasn't given the option for a public one. You know, um, I had to pay 120 euro um to a lactation consultant for both babies, and it, ultimately I had serious issues feeding them. They weren't putting up enough weight. I had an awful lot of pressure from the doctors in the hospital, actually telling me that I should be topping her up with formula and stuff like that because she wasn't. They weren't putting up enough weight, okay. and I think there's an awful lot of pressure. At what I where I would feel judged is on like that, I suppose what Mary was saying, on group parent groups and social media and people giving out by formula companies and this, the advertising, you know, so the, the whole advertising yeah, plan now that's okay. coming up. Like, that is very unfair. It creates a stigma for people who formula feed their babies. And a lot of people don't have a choice, do you know? Like, they don't have a choice because... Their babies aren't putting on enough weight. They aren't able to breastfeed. For like, I actually heard of a woman who actually had a mastectomy and wasn't able to breastfeed. And they wrote down that she was artificially feeding her baby, and that really upset her because she wasn't physically able to breastfeed. Do you know what I mean? Like, so there's stuff like that that goes on. Like, there is not enough support for one mm. if they want people to breastfeed, but also, um previously when we were talking about the advertising ban, you had a senator on. And she was saying, you don't need to advertise formula because people know where it is. But there's different types of formulas for all different reasons. You know, like my babies both had reflux, for example. And you're not told about that kind of stuff. It's just like breast is best, black and white. And it's not. In reality, that's not the
2: case. Yeah, a lot of texts coming in, Linda, too, from people talking about, you know, even trying to get in touch and make an appointment, we will say, with a a lactation consultant. Did you have any difficulty with that or was that easily come by?
4: Yeah, I wasn't um, able to get an appointment. I wasn't. I didn't realise that you were able to actually make an appointment with a lactation consultant after you left the hospital. I'm like only kind of realising that now it might have been an option, but I wasn't told that. They basically tried to get the lactation consultant into me for the first, um, my first child. The second child uh, was in the NICU, and I did. Uh, I asked uh, several times, could I see the lactation consultant, and they came down to me and said. So you, because I was expressing milk and they said, you're getting plenty of milk, expressing there. Sure, that's normally when you have a premature baby, the problem is that you don't have enough milk supply. So sure, you're fine. And off they went. Okay. That was my advice. So like, because I was able to express milk and give her breast milk by a bottle, that was sufficient yeah, for them. Okay. But like, that wasn't the reality when I came home. No. I, I couldn't continue to express because I had a one year old child. So I couldn't continue to express and feed her by bottle. It wasn't it, something I was able for.
2: 1800 453 106 is the number if you want to join us here to share your own experience. Brian is on the line. Brian, what was your family's uh, experience of breastfeeding? Uh,
0: well, very good experience with breastfeeding, actually. Um, we have two babies. they two children. They're two and six. Um, but I suppose the, the point I had texted in earlier was when, when they were talking about the ban on advertising. And I just feel that if, there's, if, if, if we're capped at six-month maternity leave here, it's not really giving um, an option to breastfeed to a lot of women. Um, if they need to take a month or two before baby's born, that leaves them with four months of maternity leave. And I mean, you, you know, it, it, are you going to choose breastfeeding if you know you have to wean the baby in four months? Now, I'm opposed to the ban on advertising because I think you know, advertising means you increase the revenue for the companies and you, you create a good product but I just don't think that it's appropriate to, to ban advertising or be blaming the companies. But a lot of women, I think, are choosing not to breastfeed because they know they have to go back to work in a few months.
2: Okay. So this is the ban. This is the Irish College of GPs. They're supporting this proposal well, yeah, to been mean, tabled.
0: That's, yeah, that's when I texted in. Because yeah, are would they allow can, the I mean, are they, are they demonising the companies? Are they saying that people are not breastfeeding because of the companies? Where, you know, a lot of people would love to breastfeed, I'm sure, um, I mean, my own situation, my wife, we had, both girls were born in July, um, and for first baby, um, my wife was in college and had to decide either I go back in September or September 12 months. So she went back in September, she had an, an emergency section at the end of July, Um she tried to express, it just didn't work out, so baby was was formula fed from then. And then second baby, also born in July, she was in the middle of a master's, a two-year master's. And made the opposite decision, decided to take the time out and very successfully breastfed um for almost two years and actually, I weaned baby because my wife had to go for, go away for a week, and we had no passport, so that was a little bit painful yeah <laughs> um but 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 you know different experiences were good, but I just feel that they're they're aiming the resources at the wrong i mean banning advertising, you know i mean whats what would that achieve it's, if you're looking to increase breastfeeding rates, then surely you should be looking at maternity leave. Um, which you know I mean who who can take six months off now without pay after their their six months maternity mm, yeah. leave and that's what a, a lot have chosen to do in
2: the past but you know times are changing uh, Aoife is with us as well Efa, what's your point?
5: Hi How are I, you? I think I, I agree with a lot of the conversation today but what I really want to talk about is the support for women um, I've had two children at uh, uh, challenging times one during Christmas period and one during Covid in um, the first lockdown and the lack of support in hospitals uh, in those time frames, there wasn't any. Like you were waiting three days to see a lactation consultant in the hospital. You weren't allowed to bring in a private lactation consultant. This was even in 2016. And I think especially for first-time mothers, it is a big, I suppose, adjustment to, to learning how to breastfeed and trying to figure it all out. And the support isn't there from, um, from in, within the hospital in those first couple of days. I remember... Um, a lady uh, was in, uh, tidying my room, uh, a janitor, and she'd been in there for 30 years, and she was actually the lady who successfully helped me latch my child. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't the lactation consultant. It wasn't the midwife. It just goes to show how stretched the hospitals are and that even the ladies and mothers in the hospitals themselves are helping each other out. You know, during the night when you're on your own, you're trying to feed your baby, everybody's supporting each other in there. But I think if we do really need to increase those rates, um I want to as a country, you know we do need that investment from our from our government to everybody else. And what Linda was saying about the private lactation Mm. consultants as well, you know, people have to be able to afford them. And if you can't, of course, you're going to try other options and and feed your baby because you do need to feed your baby. But I think, you know, you are much wiser when you have your second child, you know, and and you are able to look for all this additional support with L'Alessh League. And there's lots of breastfeeding groups and women that are there that you can call and who will help you at those difficult times for yourself. But it's not easy to find that information, and we really have to make it a lot easier for women who want to continue with their breastfeeding journey. Yeah, that's a,
2: that's a common theme, I have to say. Um, Eva and the text today, coming in from people talking about just even a lack of information, support, resources. As one texter here, um, again talking about the accessibility to lactation consultants in hospital, and then when people leave, um, lunchtime live at newstalk.com is the email address if you want to share your own experience with us today on the program. But Eva Brian. Uh, Linda and uh, Mary thanks a million Sarah too for joining us getting in touch with us in the program
0: Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan
2: brought
3: to you by Avant Money weekdays at midday on News Talk